why don't we start with Dr. Mac and <laughs> Dr. Mac. Um, so Matt, were, uh, did you listen to the last session at all? I did not. Okay. So <laughs> let's just start with you and say, I actually don't have my backstory either. So we're going to be weighing in this, but let's do it. All right. We can you, provide it for you. <laughs> you find yourself waking up. Um, let me bring up the first floor. Oh of... yeah. He was asleep. Right. You find yourself waking up in <laughs> your quarters, but you're waking up in a way like the worst way that you have in a long, long time. Um, <laughs> oh, now I remember. <laughs> so you are, let's see, you're in the crew quarters, which is right. Let me know when you guys are in. Yep, I'm in. Okay. So yep. I don't know if you see me pinging sort of in the northeastern corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See your icon up there. So you find yourself waking up in your general crew quarters and you were drinking, you know that you were drinking, but you've drank in the past and you've never felt this combination of pain, discombobulation, just fuzziness. Like you don't remember how you got to your, got to your bed. Um, your head is killing you in a way that most hangovers don't. Your coordination feels sluggish. Everything feels wrong. And you find yourself sort of really out of it, but you're hearing noises everywhere and you check your chronometer and you realize it's local time, so to speak five in the morning. And well, that's well, it's not 5 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's jolts awake. Right. And it's too goddamn early for everything to be going. You hear conversations, people running down the hall, you hear people screaming. You think off in the distance, you hear DMAC yelling at Jake, the, engineer uh the the mechanic talking about shooting somebody you don't know what's going on down there but they're yelling at each other um and then you stumble into the hall and you find yourself walking down the hall and you hear commotions coming from this room right here and inside you see dr patel and dr emma galdis who's sort of the chief researcher here on on Farsight Station, and they seem to be performing medical procedures on what looks like a monkey, but that can't be right because that doesn't make any sense. Meanwhile, you see Dr. Algernon sort of collapsed in the most awkward way on the floor, and nobody seems to give a shit. They all seem to be focusing on, I mean, it can't be a monkey. That must be whatever's hitting you, um, playing tricks with your mind. And then as you're sort of stumbling around in a daze all of a sudden you hear dr calder you know heading down to level two for some reason he's yelling about sensors you don't know what's going on and um you're sort of in this fog you know sort of fishing for exactly where you are and how you got to this point and does anybody approach Dr. Max seeing his confusion and try and help him out. I might need a little more of a recap. Um, I remember the monkey man. I mean, and I'm spoilers. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you're out in the distance. So maybe Dr. Patel, are you, you're close enough. You see Dr. Max stumbling in the door. Do you want to give him any help? Um, did, did, let me ask, did, did we, were all of us aware of the situation 
with uh, him? No. Yes. Oh, wait. Yeah. Uh, Caleb, did you tell everybody? I know above the table we all knew, but did you tell people? Right. I told no, no one. You didn't. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So when I see him, does he does he look? He doesn't look good. Oh, Doctor Patel. Sorry, uh, sorry to interrupt. I'm just trying to find the coffee. Why is it? Why is everyone up so early? Yeah. So, uh, Doctor Patel, do you steer him towards the coffee? Yeah, I, I, I see. You, you don't look so good. What, what, what? I, I, I know that you had some drinks, but oh, I feel like Xanadu is stomped all over me. <laughs> well, 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 come over here. Come, come, let, let's let's get you some coffee. All right. I'll, I'll help you wake up a little bit. So, now, Pete, above the table, do you remember the last session well enough to fill Doctor Mac in, or should I sort of speak um, on your behalf a little bit? I, the thing is, I don't remember. I, I listened to it like a week and a half ago or so. So okay. I, I don't remember where we ended up. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. So you sit Dr. Mac down and you start trying to fill him in. Uh, and basically, you know, the he doesn't remember falling asleep, but you start, of, start by saying, yeah, about an hour, hour and a half ago, the klaxon started going off all over the station with a warning that the airlock just outside of the lab, if you can see where I'm pinging, was about to open. And as you guys sort of fully came awake, the airlock ejected Dr. Algernon, uh, the assistant to Dr. Galdis, who's the main researcher on the station, uh, out the airlock. Um, everybody scrambled. Duck very quickly jumped into his suit, tethered up, and chased out in a spacewalk after Dr. Algernon. Um, Dr. Calder barely registered that anything was going on because he was doing uh, some computer hacking stuff. Um, but after some, you know, a few minutes, Duck, uh, DMAC got Dr. Algernon back into the station, clinging to life. Uh, and that's when things started to get weird. Dr. Galdus insisted that Dr. Algernon be taken to her lab, not to the sick bay, as Dr. Patel was expecting. And so everybody's like, oh, okay. And uh, at first she's, the reasoning might have been, oh, her lab's closer. Maybe she's got some medical equipment there. But then she started to cut open Dr. Algernon's chest. And inside was not like the expected heart, lungs, liver kind of thing. It was a uh, a sack, um, a placental sack. And inside that placental sack was a rhesus monkey, also clinging to life. And it sort of came to light that Dr. Algernon wasn't really a functioning human being. Uh, it was a rhesus monkey science experiment that Dr. Galdus had sort of pieced together uh, to act as her assistant. And she has this very motherly protective relationship with her creation in a way. Um, so while all that was going on, people start congregating outside the room. Nobody seemed to have any idea that this was a thing except for Horace Edvin, who is the son of uh, Marcus Edvin, leader of the Elevation Corporation. Uh, Horace is in charge of the station, and he sort of just went, oh, God, here we go. And uh, at that point, Sun Yi, uh, Yung Hee, I mean, I'm sorry, took uh, Horace over to the galley to start pumping him full of more booze to take the edge off his hangover. And pumped him for information. Like, did you know this was going on and things like that? And he was like, yeah, I knew, but what are you going to do? Dr. Galdus 
is sort of the reason for the station, you know, and even though I'm in charge, you know, it's her work that makes this place hum. Uh, meanwhile, DMAC, you know, one of all the people coming around to watch, Jake, the uh, sort of mechanical maintenance engineer, starts freaking out. And DMAC sort of notices, like, that's a pretty strong reaction for, you know, what we were all shaken by. And so he starts trailing Jake, sort of questioning, prodding, hey, what's up? Why are you so messed up? What's up? What's up? And finally, Jake flips out and uh, turns on him and says, you know what? I don't answer to you, so leave me alone. And uh, DMAC does not leave him alone, but uh, he just continued to follow him while Jake sort of did rounds around the station, seeing how everything was. Uh, meanwhile, Dr. Calder, you know, he discovered through his like computer uh, skills that things were not all well with the station itself. Um, there seemed to be a number of glitches happening. Uh, the, the mainframe doesn't seem to be operating quite right. And then he realized that the long range sensors and were were down. And so everybody's like, oh, shit, we have no long, long range sensors. Dr. Calder went downstairs to the server room on level two, and he discovered that a portion of the mainframe had been physically destroyed. Uh, and that's the basic gist of it. And that's where we left off with him discovering that the mainframe had been sabotaged, cutting off long range sensors. Does anybody remember? I feel like that's the broad strokes. If there's some detail I forgot, hopefully it's not too important. No, I think the, the last thing I remember saying to someone was like, hey, the sensors are out. <laughs> right, right. You're telling uh, DMAC like, hey, we've got no long range sensors. Uh, and you were also, I, I think I remember uh, Jung Hee was quite alarmed by that. Yeah, I was not I was not thrilled. It has been a, that was a triggering experience for Jung Hee based on previous experiences in her life. Right. So, Dr. Mack, that's uh, what Dr. Patel fills you in on as she pours you a couple cups of coffee uh, to get some caffeine into your system. And, uh, yeah, and so it's going to be a little, let's see. So, Dr. Calder was the one who discovered the, so let's just have Dr. Calder. He, he returns from downstairs and he informs you that, uh, yeah, there's, there's been some sabotage to the mainframe. And then we'll start from there, uh, since Jesse's not here. So uh, now, DMAC, you're probably, are you still following um, Jake around? Yeah, I'm still, like, struggling. Like, why was I following him around? Like, I thought he had maybe sent the um, the monkey out through the airlock. Right. Oh, and one thing to remember, and I actually forgot, ironically, was that uh, Dr. Algernon's sort of human carrier not only had been ejected through space, but he had the back of his head caved in. Uh, yeah, he smashed, like, that was the thing. Like, somebody right smashed there. his head in. And, you know, and, and Jake was talking about how he didn't know Dr. Algernon was a monkey in a human suit. And you sort of were like, well, yeah, I mean, somebody who smashed the back of his head must be somebody who doesn't know he was a monkey in a human suit because you wouldn't aim there then. And so I think you were sort of interested because his reaction of, seemed so he strong. seemed a little off like right yeah right like he maybe he thought that uh algernon was not a monkey yeah. he didn't right. know the secret right so which none of us i mean yeah so but and then 
But it seems like the only one who knew at the time was uh, the owner of the station, Horace. He, he admitted okay. to that. Okay. Um. So I was following. What's the um? What's the uh, maintenance guy's name again? Uh, his name is Jake. Jake. Um. Yeah, I was kind of like. Well, I didn't entirely trust him. So where was he headed? Well, yeah, at first, you know, he started to walk away. And then when he realized you were following him, he sort of started doing like a sort of like an, you know, a a visual check of the station. You know, some weird things like, oh, let me look busy and like, yeah, that's how it felt to you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Well, I'm going to keep, and do I hear, uh, who is the doctor, um, what's the doctor's name that found the sensors were out? Uh, Dr. Calder. Dr. Calder. And that, is that the owner of the station? No, That's Dr. Like... Calder is Jesse. Uh, oh, right. He, he was, you know, while everybody was, you know, worrying about Dr. Algernon, you know, Jesse uh, started checking on the, on the station and the computers and started realizing there were glitches and things were wrong. And then when okay. he realized the sensors were out, he tried to bring him back online, couldn't, and then went to physically see if it could be reset. And someone had physically wrecked the mainframe. Correct. Now, is yeah. that on the first level? Uh, that's on level two. Or, right now okay. we're on level one. Yeah, and level two is the mainframe. Okay. Um, and and uh, Dr. Calder, did he like send that over comms or something? Or do, does DMAC know that? Uh, you might not know. He came back up and was looking for somebody to tell. Okay. I Where guess he could have right done now? it on comms. Uh, I had him just sort of coming up. He's sort of up at the top, uh, just outside okay. the... So uh, at this point, I don't think T-Mac knows that. So, I mean, he's like, if I'm putting myself in D-Mac shoes, he's, you know, there, there's been like, all I know at this point is that, um, someone like tried to murder someone that they thought was a human turned out there's all that kind of weird shit going on but i still i think uh jake is the you know, jake is acting very suspiciously so i'm not going to let him out of my sight so i'm going to just kind of keep watching okay yeah so and jake's just calder finds me and lets me know i might change what i'm doing what does what does uh having and we're paused by the way so i can't move um what does what would having the sensors out imply um so yeah basically the idea with long-range sensors being out is you basically can't tell if a if anybody's coming or going well mostly coming until they're almost sort of on top of you uh pretty short range so if there's like you know the death star leaving mars at the moment or whatever you wouldn't know okay so like if space pirates were coming to take over the station we'd have no idea right right okay as McLovin said, it's not the going we're concerned about. It's the coming. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But DMAC does not know this yet. So, um, yeah, he's just right. going to keep following uh, Jake around. Okay. And so. In, in a very, like, kind of passive aggressive. Right. <laughs> I know what you did last summer kind of way. Yeah. All right. So let's just imagine that Dr. Calder has found you know, the rest of you and filled you in on what's going on. Um, how do you guys want to proceed with that bit of information? Doc, Dr. Mac goes over to Dr. Algernon, Algernon's body 
turns to Dr. Patel and says, Doctor, I think we should get flowers for this poor man. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, Dr. Galdis looks like at complete you. stone face, too. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Galdis looks at you and says, you know, Dr. Algernon's not dead. He's right here. And she points to the monkey on the table. Um, Dr. Algernon. <laughs> I am so pleased. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Algernon, um, when we last left Dr. Algernon, he had slipped into unconsciousness. But with hearing his name, he, you could see like a, an eyelid twitch. So you believe that, no, he heard me. Doctor, do you, do you, think, do you think he hears me? And <laughs> Dr. Patel, do you have any medical insight into whether or not I think he hears you. <laughs> but you probably don't have to be so loud. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. After that exchange, yeah. Dr. Calder finds his way over and starts explaining to everybody, uh, you know, sabotage. Well, gentlemen, I can assure you it was not me because the last thing I remember was this poor monkey going out the space window. Which I think is the last thing that Dr. Mack was around for. Right. So, uh, Young He above the table, do you want to explain the retcon about why he actually might not remember anything prior to <laughs> drinks the night before? Yes. Um, so, drinks the night before, I refuse your drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, it Certainly cannot be me because I don't remember anything past my first drink. <laughs> yeah, so I apologize for that, but yeah, it uh, when we were explaining why you weren't part of the the commotion, it ended up coming up. Yeah, that young he, yeah, roofied your drink, probably with uh, Doctor Max's own supply. <laughs> uh, I was just like, hey. maybe I was like saw in your back. I was like, what are those? Oh, let's put one of those oh. in there. Gentlemen, did I, did I get a chance to talk to any of you about <laughs> Primaxim? Actually, you know, I, our first monkey member, that would truly be something. <laughs> oh, sabotage. Yes. Well, Dr. Calder, I assure you that I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> All right. How about the rest of you guys? What do you guys think about audio cue Beastie Boys sabotage here? Oh. I love it. But I'm in the room with, because I'm not in the lab right now. Yeah, I guess who who is that in the room? That's oh, Doctor Patel and oh, yeah. it's all over the place at this point. I apologize, I uh, didn't get it straight out. I know I told D Mac over comms about the right. sensor thing. Right. So oh, okay. I, so I do know. I do know. You know, that. yeah, you know about the sensors. You just don't know about the physical sabotage that followed. Oh yeah, yeah. Then um. You know, DMAC may be peeling back to the main group then, because he would be, you know, he, I, I think I have played him before as having, like, having bad experiences with uh, the less, the you know, less savory elements of space. So this would be a real threat to him. As soon as he knows that we're vulnerable, he's going to go, he's going to go toward the, wherever the main, like, wherever you'd be able to normally access the sensors on the station like if there's uh, whatever the equivalent of a control center is or whatever okay so in, in essence you'd be heading down to level two to the mainframe room okay um, where everything is sort of 
that little robot still buzzing around that just like this is the space station <laughs> um he returned to his closet but he can always be summoned from any of the sort of panels just the click station. on the paperclip exactly exactly basically yeah. i click yeah. on the paperclip all right <laughs> and nice. he you see him zooming down the hall why hello did you summon me sir or ma'am yes um Currently, where are the members of the space station? Are you able to know that? Uh, sorry, where where is everyone? Yeah, that's, I'm just basically asking where is everyone because I assume he's got like a little sensor. It's like they're all in this room. Yeah, he's like, um, let me see. Yeah, so he says, yes, I do have that information. OQC members Gregor and uh, I forget his other name. Hmm. Um. T tennis uh gregor and tennis are in the oqc quarters the orbital quarantine command uh doctors let me see doctors lanton dr lanton vettis and dr amy tarver are in their oh my they're in the same quarters um they are mit researchers they rented out one of the labs at the station to do work out here was this oh my the fact that they're probably making out or something (laughs) And wow, I love the PG editing of making out because Right. Uh, and he yeah. says Jake You're is full moonraker, baby. <laughs> exactly. Ma'am, you are in the company of distinguished scientists, please. They are necking. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, you know, D Mac and Jake are in the for lack of a better phrase, southern part of the station. Southern part. <laughs> um and then, uh, you know, and then he says, like, you know, Dr. Galdis is in her, you know, um, in her lab. Dr. Algernon is in her lab, you know, and then he goes signal weak. Um, and he's like, Dr. Patel is right in front of me, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he sort of go. And then, you know, Dr. Uh, Morris Edvin is in the galley, you know, so he runs through everything. Yeah. Dr. Mack was stepping inside and out of the same room, like the hallway (laughs) and the room. Yeah, it's like, uh, 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 just to mess with it. (laughs) Um, who was the, like, who's in the first key you mentioned? It was in the, like, station control. Who was that again? Uh, OQC, Gregor and Tannis, they are members of a, a orbital quarantine group who they're in their sort of quarters of the station which is right here on like the eastern okay part of so they're where they're supposed to be input. yeah they went back to their room uh the mit doctors uh uh Vettis and tarver they sort of went back to their quarters right. um yeah okay i will why can't i move myself oh yeah it's nope i just can't move myself it seems oh there we go never mind i figured it out okay i'm gonna head towards Doctorville, or the person who's in charge of the space station, IRL. Dr. Galdus. Yeah, yes. the scientist. Okay. So, yeah. So, you know, when we last left her, you know, she had successfully stabilized, you know, Dr. Algernon um, and sort of had calmed down. She explained when asked the reason why she did this is because she's not a people person. And instead of dealing with another pain in the ass uh, assistant from from headquarters she thought it just would be easier to make her own uh, so she um yeah so that's what she's doing uh she's sort of still you know she's sort of 
petting Dr. Algernon. She doesn't need to do moment-to-moment care. She's just sort of, you know, the way you hold the hand of somebody in a coma. Um, we've all been there. Uh, so, you know, something like that. You know, she's sort of just sort of trying to soothe them. And, you know, it's almost more for her benefit in some ways than for Dr. Algernon's. But, you know, she's caring for him in that way. Okay. Um. Well, I assume that some other people can go on heading that way because I was in my quarters, I think, with Patil. Uh, yeah, I yeah, because I remember at some point you'd spent some time talking with uh, Horace, but like you were just saying, you moved on from him when you realized Doctor Galdis was the real. Yeah, like, oh, to she, you. It's like she's who's going to tell me something actually matters. <laughs> right, right. So, um, yeah. So that's going. On. You know, again, you know, duck down below. Jake's still walking around, still trying to look like he's looking at stuff. Uh, stuff like that. Uh, I didn't kill anyone. <laughs> so, yeah, what would you guys like to do? Yeah, I'm still on my way down to the controller. I can burst into the lab as soon as it's cute, but I was going to let some other people do things they need to. Yeah, and I remember Dr. Calder saying how bad it was that, that it uh, we didn't have you know, scanners. Yeah, there was definitely concern about the scanners. Uh, that seemed like multiple people were worried about that. So I would, I would follow, you know, because you duck your D D Mac. Yeah. He's, he's I, going, I mean, I wasn't her. really near you guys though. I'm a, I'm kind of, oh. you know, okay. I'm, I'm like a hundred degrees, uh, spinward from you. Gotcha. All right. So, uh, and I, I would imagine Art the fastest way would be for me to kind of follow, uh, and then I'm still following him, but to go through the door down here, right? Uh, let's on see. the south side. Isn't that where we came out originally? Yeah, yeah. So he's, yeah, he's down there. So I'm gonna just yeah. gonna walk by him. I, I might even, you know, D Mac being who he is, might uh, shoulder rub forcefully <laughs> give, as he goes by. You yeah. give him the bump. Cool. And uh, sorry, me, uh, the uh, male gorilla pounding bump. <laughs> and where was that to go to? <laughs> I want I'm heading to where the mainframe is, right? I'm oh, heading, right, 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 right. So, so you're heading to um, uh, young. He had let me know that the sensors were down. So I'm like, I, well, I got to like I, I, you know, he wouldn't have enough. Uh, DMAC would have enough experience. He would know kind of where that the control center would be. And now he, right. he's he you know uh above the table internally he's dmac is a little bit stressed right now okay and dr patel just so you know somewhere i don't know if you can see me pinging over here on the wall yep. the airlock okay so you know you sort of you're not sure why you notice this but you sort of take notice of the fact that off you know there's you know the airlock then there's like some spacesuits right next to it and then there are some pry there, there's a rack of pry bars um, that you could see being useful for opening like a stuck door. And you sort of, out of the corner of your eye, you saw that there's space for three, but there was only two on the rack. You don't know if that actually means anything, but you just, for some reason, out of the corner of your eye, it, it caught your attention that this rack oh. for three pry bars only has two on it. But otherwise, uh, what do you guys want to do? So I roll into the lab room and 
I probably see Dr. Albert in here. Because you're in the lab, right, Matt? Yep. Okay. Um, so first, like, there's, like, a two-second, like, eye shower. I'm like, oh, he's awake. And then, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he doesn't even give you two seconds. Say, Young-Hee, uh, have you... Are you feeling a headache this morning, or is it just me? He's like, and unfortunately, you, I believe you had too many to drink. <laughs> I have been known to indulge. Seems like I missed quite a bit last night. But I'm like, yes. <laughs> this is the last thing. Who do you think did it? <laughs> Maybe I do like a, like a, like a, I'm just like, oh, who knows? Like, or just sarcastically. <laughs> he rolls his eyes at you. <laughs> Dr. Patel, say good morning. Uh, have you been, uh, Suffering from a headache, stiff joints. <laughs> I tell you, this is the worst I've ever woken up. Worst corporate retreat I've ever been on. Um, <laughs> are you armed? Albert? Yes. Okay. I'll try if I remember that he was armed. I think everybody had something. If I remember, like, Dr. Mac, you had like a... Is it a, a stun stick. Stun stick? Okay. Uh, okay. And a needle uh, gun. A fletchet yeah. or a flechette. Oh, jeez. There you go. Um, I'm, uh, I can't remember her name. What's the important doctor? Dr. Galdus. Like, Dr. Galdus, are you aware that the sensors for the station are not working? And, um, you know, she remembers Dr. Calder. She, you know, the first Dr. Calder actually asked something about the sensors, and she thought. He was talking about the sensors like hooked up to Dr. Algernon, which at that moment were fine, mm. but she now realizes she misheard. She's like, much like other people responded. She's like, wait, what? I'm like, yes, um, we have no idea about um, anything around the station now, which I'm sure is fine. You know, do we know how long they've been down for? No. No. Well, actually, that's not 100% true. Um, you know, Dr. Calder, you know, way back, he was uh, pick-locking, you know, electronic locks with his computer. And when he was doing that, there was no issues with the sensors. The computers are fine. So it's definitely a more recent development. It's not something that's been happening since you were on the station. Things seem to be normal for a while when you first got to the station. It's kind of like shit hit the fan right after a monkey out the airlock. That that's when people start to realize stuff was was wrong. Yeah. Um, Dr. Emma, if you'd like to take a closer look at the uh, sensors, I'd be happy to uh, take over for you. Uh, I'm assuming that she's providing medical care to the monkey. Uh, let's see. No. At this point, she's more just sort of uh, petting, you know, caring, but not like literally administering medical oh my statement care. doesn't change then uh yeah what <laughs> what she does is she you know reaches behind her taps like the comms panel and she's like horace i'm gonna need you in my in my lab and uh he sort of is like you know he's already had a couple of drinks even though it's 5 a.m and uh he's like oh my god what now and she's like just get in here and she you know taps it off and uh so those of you in the hall, you start to see Horace making his way into the lab. Um, and so, yeah, so he comes in and he's like, is Algernon okay? What is it that you need? What's, what's wrong? 
uh, and Dr. Galdas looks at you and says, why don't you tell him what you've been telling me? And I'll go, uh, based on the computer expert, sensors for the station are not working, which means we have no idea if anyone is heading here or if anyone is leaving or, you know, everything else that a key component of a space station sensors would do for you. And he goes, oh, God. All right. Give me one second. Let me just. And he uh, taps on the comms. He's like, Jake, are you aware the sensors are out? And, uh, you know, like, Jake's like, God damn it. I've got 38,000 things that could go wrong on this station, and I'm not sure. And then Horace just hits, taps it off. Um, he doesn't even let it finish the sentence. He's like, okay, so um, let me try something else. And he patches in, and he sets up a comms link trying to contact uh say like there's like you know actually i can look on the map because i put it on the solar system map and i guess meta question for you would i be aware of the dmax opinions about was i a part of like dmac being suspicious of jake at all uh i don't uh dmac did you share that or did you just sort of follow him i think i just followed him okay that tracks i was just curious if that was the case or not okay um, let me see. Where are we? We're here. So let's let's say that um, Horace uh, starts, you know, punching up, trying to bring up uh, any communications with uh, there's like outposts on Callisto, Europa, Ganymede. Uh, those are probably probably the closest uh, because you're way out there. There's not a lot in between. Neptune and uh, Jupiter. I know. I mean, maybe there's something on Saturn. I forget if I put anything on Titan. Anyway, um, but he starts punching in and uh, he's like trying to set up a, a comm link. And he's realizing that uh, long range comms don't seem to be responding either. He just goes, Oh my fucking God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. He's like, Emma, we don't have long-range comms. We don't have long-range sensors. Uh, we're completely in the dark here. Um, and you haven't seen... Like, you saw Dr. Galdis, like, sort of maternally panic when Dr. Algernon went out the airlock. But, you know, sometimes, like, when a parent sees something happen to the, a kid, like, you, it's it's a physical thing. You just... You can't control being out of control. Here you can see like she's trying to keep it together and she's cracking. Um, she's not she's not happy with that development. That that multiple long range systems seem to be down. Um, so with that, let's jump over to I made all the levels of this space station. I think you can jump around as you want. I think because why not? Um, Surfs up. Yeah, because it's not that big and there's no. You know, in the areas you can go to, there's nothing you haven't already seen. Um, so, yeah, so DMAC, you're downstairs in the main uh, in the in the main uh, yep. room here. Yep. And yeah, so you see like, you know, the, like a lot of the computer still works. Like, you know, there's still a lot of records you could, you know, there's like, you know, camera controls. There's, uh, you know, general readouts. There's. A lot of stuff is still functioning, but yeah, there's one small panel seems to have been ripped out. There's like wires sort of hanging and dangling. 
Um, and maybe there's another section, you know, sort of behind a little tucked out of the way that's also been destroyed that maybe Dr. Calder didn't quite see because it was a little more removed. Can I, can I figure out what that second one is? Um, yeah, it, it looks like it's the uh, long range comms panel. Okay. So someone's trying to isolate us. Is there anything I can bring up? Like you, you keep saying long range comms and long range sensors. Can I bring up short range sensors? Uh, yeah, short range sensors, you know, you sort of bring them up and, um, you don't seem to see anything, you know, just all clear, basically. Uh, you know, you've got, you know, there's some interference from, um, Triton, but overall, you know, you're not, you're not seeing anything unusual. Can I somehow like, can I set up like, uh, like a base wide alarm if something like if it detects anything on sensors or can I patch them in my suit somehow? Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, I don't know if I'm going to have any role that makes me. Think I was going to say, you might not have the. Let's do I, like I'm, a I'm mechanics. A guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's see, let's see if we can just do mechanics. Um, let's see how it goes. All right. Oof. Okay. Oof, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not that you can't patch it, but, you know, it's. You know, it's an old machine. Uh, you're I can't not used get to, it to work. Yeah, you're not Please. used to the Linux command line. You needed the. Uh, <laughs> That's right. The needed Lisa the DOS six point two eight. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so you know, you sort of you're able to tell like short range doesn't seem to have anything, but sort of the the technical process of then routing that signal to your suit to have a a okay. link maybe is a little bit beyond you at the moment. All right. Um, is there anyone else down here? Or is it just me right now? It's just you right now. Um, okay. You know, you have comms. You can tell them to come down. You can, but at the moment, it's just you. Uh, when I, and I, if I look at the damage, uh, does it look like? Can I tell anything? You know, did someone do it with their hands? Would they have had to had like a screwdriver or? Yeah, they probably needed something to get into the panels, and then, you know, it's not like they took a uh, the the damage is sort of brutal but it's focused so it's not like they took a sledgehammer to the uh, whole so i think it's you know particularly uh definitely intentional that those systems were taken out so they seem to be targeted from what i can tell yes yeah you definitely get that vibe okay um yeah so i guess real quick let's jump back up to the main level um is this information you share with anybody or are you off comms for the time being uh, I might try, like, I feel like, I don't know, Young He is kind of hard to read. Um, <laughs> but I mean, she was, it felt like she was kind of backing me up. Um, definitely not Dr. Mac. Um, I might, I might, you know, do open a private channel to Young He and say, uh, and just kind of tell her, you know, it looks like this stuff was privately sabotaged. And, um, you know, someone, someone's targeting, it looks like, you know, both long range comms and long range sensors, uh, my suspicion would be, you know, I don't know if they're trying to you know, open the way for someone to come in and take over the station. This is, this is D-Max, you know, his paranoia is that it's pirates, because uh, mm. that's his experience. Okay. And so, Young He, how do you uh, 
react to that? I guess I go. Hopefully, like my short slang will be because I'm just like on board suspects list, like question mark kind of. And uh, I'll say, um, I you know, you know. Well, I'll say, um, what's his name? Jeff, Jack, Jake, Jake. Yeah, yeah. I'll say. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm guessing you can't really talk right now, but uh, I did suspect. Uh, Jake seemed very nervous after the uh, um, Doctor Algernon incident, but he, you know, whoever did that clearly didn't know Algernon was a, you know, who knew he was a monkey inside. Uh, so, but I don't know that Jake would have done this, or could they? You know, are they two separate things? Are they related? Jake, Jake, I think did Algernon, and for this could be anyone. Here's a crazy dice roll request for you. Uh, is there any way I could like do a roll to see if like, you know how Jake's been like, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Everything's so hard. Like th that's a performance that he's been doing. What would I roll? Oh, I, I just assumed we knew that. It seemed <laughs> yeah. like over the top. Yeah. It's it, like it, it has been over the top, but if you wanted to do a roll for it, um, give me an insight roll. All right. Uh, Let's see if I can remember how to do this. I, I mean, Art's doing a good job. Like, I know exactly. Like, I mean, I work with people like this where they yeah. really do have some stuff to do, but they always, you know, it's always like so much, and they're the only ones that can do it. It's a, you know, I don't see it as like, you know, I, I think I, what I, I'm trying to decide if it's like if it's defensive or laziness. Sure, that sure, makes sure. Sense. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? Let's. Okay, so we can all do this because it's something we should set up. Anyway, so I see that you have a very high deceit skill. Uh, so what I'm going to let you do is if you look at the <laughs> if you look at the uh, macro bar at the bottom of the screen, you see there's like a little folder. I guess it's on the left hand yep. side. Yeah. If you click on that folder, I'm hoping it brings up a list of macros. Augment skill. Two of them. Yeah, combat roll. Okay, so uh, drag both of those to your hot bar, um, and this is going to simplify. Ooh fancy this is going to simplify the you know i'm always like hey modify this skill with that skill then click on this open up miscellaneous um and what you should be able to do is if you click on augment skill yeah, it should ask four. you the first skill augmented by the second skill and what i want you to do is first skill insight augmented by deceit and we'll see what happens okay Hopefully so augment skill first skill insight augmented by deceit Ooh. This is actually pretty nice. Roll. Nice. There you go. Uh, so nailed it. Uh, and so, uh, sorry. The information was it. It's a performance. Is it laziness or is it? Or is he trying to hide something? That's I think what Young yeah. wants. I'm got wondering it, if, got it, if he's got doing it. this. Is, to the, hide. is the performance deceptive? Other right. than hiding his laziness. I'll, I'll say this. Um, the performance now seems different than the performance when you first got on the ship. It's you can't tell if it's just the tone of his voice, the you know way he's carrying himself more tensely. Um, it's all like everybody's been saying; it's always been a performance, but the performance now feels a little different. Cool. I'll I'll relay the D back to like glue himself to Jake. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna have to locate him again, but I um I will do. And then I'm. And basically, I don't know, like, I just shorthand that I'm going to get the doctor just give a check with an enemy's list, which is what I'm going to start doing. Like, as soon as I'm, like, off the little communication thing, okay, I'll and, at the doctor and, if it's free to do so. Before we whip away from me, can I pull up 
locations from the computer down here of like everyone on the station uh yeah so you you, you can bring up a list that you see like there's you know a list of cameras there's a list of positioning there's like a list of like door access um there's uh you know sort of seeing stuff like that okay yeah i'm gonna go through maybe i'm gonna start with the cameras where i last saw jake and just try and track them now okay so yeah you fire up the cameras and you realize they're deactivated sweet is there any other like uh you know the little i know above the table the paperclip guy is there any like do people have locators on them or something is there a uh i poke around in the computer is there like just you know positional information yeah actually you know what let me clarify um let me just make sure uh yeah the cameras are all over the station yeah i have my notes here the cameras are uh deactivated and i'm sorry what was the question locators just locators yeah jake is you know just sort of meandering not too far from where you left him he's maybe making his way back anti-spin word all right i'm gonna i'm gonna head that way then okay i guess Um, i need to go back up cool there he is uh-huh. Got you, motherfucker. Yeah, and he's yeah starting to walk back, and he sees you pop in. But really quickly, let me just check. Uh, Dmac, uh, sorry, not Dmac. Doctor Mac, uh, Doctor Patel. Uh, we'll just assume Doctor Calder is you know standing by. But uh, what are you guys up to? Well, you see, Horace, this man is actually a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, Horace, you know, sort of looks at you and then goes back into conversation with uh, Dr. Galdus. They're sort of talking like, okay, so I'm not sure. Like, this hasn't really happened before. You know, do you think? I, I'm not, I don't really know. Um, it's that kind of talk. They're basically ignoring Dr. Mac. Um, they seem to be very deep in conversation, like, talking. No, I want to be clear. They're ignoring Dr. Mac. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Dr. Uh, Patel, how about you? What are you up to? Well, I'm trying to still figure out, like, what could she even do like, at this stage? You know, because she never been on a station, so she certainly doesn't know anything about sensors or what to look for. And, you know, Dr. Uh, Calder's clearly, you know, got whatever medical shenanigans going on, you know, is, is over. Um, and so I... And I, I really don't want to hang out with <laughs> oh. Oh, <laughs> Dr. No. Patel. It sounds like you're, you're, you need hope or maybe inspiration <laughs> in the start Did... time. Maybe you're searching for something, oh, a man, larger does... purpose. <laughs> yeah. Did so you write I, a book? I... Did your character write a book? Oh, several. <laughs> I've actually been published five times. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of. Did you tell me any of those books' names? Oh, I guarantee you did. Because I kind of—he's got, got him like on the back of all his cards, those holographic like, cards he gives you. I want to mention that like the two, the MIT group had one of his. I noticed that they had one of his books, and we're going to talk about it. Oh, splendid! I'll certainly catch up with them later. Yeah, it's <laughs> like too fascinating. <laughs> Crack open the door in that situation. So, Dr. Patel, have you told anybody that you, out of the corner of your eye, you saw something missing, or is that not registering as an important detail at the moment? Or, Oh, yeah. Uh, well, everybody would, because I know that, you know, that DMAC took off, and, you know, uh, you know, Dr. Uh, or, yeah, I, I let them know, whoever's there, you know, I say, hey, you know what, I, I think that I wonder, 
you know, Doctor, what was his? What was the guy's name again? Now, Doctor Algernon had his head bashed in, right? Yes. And it looked like over there, you know, there was a, a rod missing. And you know, I'm no forensic specialist, but you know, I wonder if that's what what was used to to strike him in the back of the head before he got sent out of the the airlock. Okay. And what do people think about that? I'm like solid theory. Yeah, and actually, and, oh sorry, go as ahead. We're, well, as I was gonna say, as we're as as we're sort of talking about that out loud, you know, I think then Doctor Patel's gonna start start to spin up a little bit, um, anxiety wise, and like, wait a minute, so, somebody somebody tried to kill Doctor Algernon, and and hit him in the back of the head and threw him out of an airlock. We're on a space space station with a murderer. Am I? Or, a would-be murderer. What, what what are we gonna do about this? So then I'm thinking, what's the what's the head lady's name? Doctor Galdus Emma Galdus. Or do you mean? No no no. Uh, no. Her name is uh, Junhee Jules. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, yeah. w- we need to talk to 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 her, and and let her know what's going on, because we're not safe. All right. And that's when Horace turns to you and says, yeah, no, I I don't think that's a bad idea, but our long range communications are completely down. We can't get a hold of anybody. Am I still in a space suit with a pistol to my hip? Yeah. You never got out of your suit. Yeah. Right? I just yeah. I like and it's not a midway, but I, like I look over at the doctor, kind of just like do one of these like look at me currently in my like, <laughs> I was in a business suit when I got here. All right. And yeah, Dr. Mack, how are you? How are you uh, Dr. Mack gets real serious and he looks at Dr. Patel and he says, you're right. There is a murder afoot. <laughs> we need to take this seriously. Enough monkey business. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So let's jump back to uh, DMAC. What, what's up with you? You're uh, you know, Jake's sort of still meandering. You ran into him as you came back upstairs, and what happens next? Is he muted? He's muted. I'm muted. Uh, talking on mute makes a really great monologue. Um, <laughs> I I said I was actually going to confront him, so okay, uh, I'm going to walk up to Jake. Uh, and, and you know, I've had my pistol kind of slung over my shoulder as I kind of run around. Um, I'm going to get it out and kind of hold it in both hands at a 45 degree angle in front of my body and just kind of walk over toward him and say, so Jake, what's going on here, man? Yeah. And so as you do that, he, um, he's like, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. And he, you know, sort of, you know, inches backwards. He's not like running, but he's sort of backing away from you. Yeah. I'm like, don't go any farther. And he's just sort of nervously stops and remembers the last time you spoke, he said, you know, I don't answer you to you unless you're going to shoot me. And now he sees a gun out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I need to know what's going on here, Jake. He's like, I'm the station seems to be fine. Like, I don't see any damage. I don't know if there's other. What were you doing around the time Algernon went out the airlock? He's out the airlock. I was. You know, actually down here, 
Um, you know, was anyone else down here? No, nobody was down here with me. So but... you don't have an alibi. No, but you could just. You're acting a little jumpy, Jake. I mean, check the cameras. You could see where I was. I was right down here by sickbay. That's a that's an interesting thought. Uh, is there a terminal around here? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll uh, I'll kind of like wave the gun, not not at him, but kind of above his head. Why don't you bring up those cameras and show me? Why Why don't we just go look and uh, why don't you just bring up the out the airlock camera, uh, the closest one to the airlock when right before Algernon went out, and I'll I'll watch you do it. Okay, so he sort of taps through, and I'm, uh, and I'm gonna like uh, kind of sub auto to Yunhi and like uh you know did we and i'll ask her did you guys bring up like did we look at the camera records for when Algernon and you know uh like uh went out went out the airlock and also maybe we need to look at the camera records for uh the control room around the time i mean that would be a scan right you'd have to look for when they got damaged i guess we're like, how, how are me and mac communicating is it like uh are we texting you have sort of like since you're in your suit you have comms and yeah I'll just, there was and, a science fiction book i read once where like you could like with practice you could like sub um like talk through your larynx mm. um cool. it was and i just envisioned that like or or you know i'm just kind of like i'm just whispering into the side mic on my you know in, in order for uh, jake to hear me i feel like i gotta talk pretty loudly right there's a lot of machinery and stuff Right. So if I'm like just whispering into my side pickup, somebody listening over comms could hear me. And I and I'm open like, you know, it's I'm assuming I can open a personal channel to someone. Yeah. I mean, I, we we came on the same ship, right? So Yeah. Uh yeah, so you know, so Duck, you're watching um you're watching Jake sort of start to bring up the records and in some fashion, you know, you you feel like he's bringing up the records in the same performance way that he's looking around the ship. Okay. Um, but, and sorry, to I'm going your... to call him on it. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Bring him up. What's wrong. And the, and now the pistols, now the rifles like pointed at the back of his head. Okay. And so then he gets very tense and he starts like, you know, he mistaps a few things, then he taps and he finally, he's like, there's no cameras. The cameras are all down. Jakey, 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 Jakey. What you acting so nervous for, buddy? And that's awfully convenient, don't you think? And he's like, convenient? I just told you I was down here and the cameras would show you that. And now I, I can't show you that. I, I was where I said I was. And I don't know what to... I, I, this isn't... And he sort of stammers and he's not He's not keeping it together. All right. Uh, let's, let's head back to where all the others are. Do I have any, like, uh, cable ties or anything? Or are there any around? No, but you could probably just sort of shove him and say walk, given how nervous he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I just like I when oh, I get so, over there, I want to I want to like cable tie him down. Yeah, maybe like, there. We'll just say there'll be something in the lab. Some, okay. you know, some yeah, yeah, some yeah. Cables. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say let's 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 head over to wherever. Let's head back to the lab, and the the mess. All right, Come on. actually, you know what there might be in the sick bay is you know those. Uh, I'm always bad like with restraints. Like straight yeah, jacket, well, something like you know, to keep a patient who's like seizing down, mm -hmm. or you know, even like the things. I'm, uh, yeah, I like the lab idea actually. I, because I, I, I don't want to like, I can't restrain him by myself, right? I need somebody has to okay. cover him. 
All so right, I'm so, gonna mar- I'm gonna frog you know I'm gonna march him. Okay, cool. And so as they do that, what's uh, how's it? What's going on back by the lab? What are you guys up to? I know my key question because the doctor boss lady is with us. I cannot remember her last name. Uh, Galdus, Doctor Galdus. Galdus is with us. I just basically want to maybe I just like do it out of the blue. I'm just like Galdus, do you have enemies? She's like, do I have enemies? I have no idea. She, she's like, I barely pay attention to people as it is. So, <laughs> you know, if, if I do, I wouldn't know it. And then you sort of see Horace sort of like shake, uh, nodding his head. Yeah. Maybe I look at Horace like, I was like, who, who are Galdus's enemies, Horace? <laughs> and he's like, well, I mean, obviously, you know, and he sort of looks at Dr. Gal. He's like, no offense, but you know, she's can be a bit abrasive. Um, she's doing research that some people find at best wasteful, um, at worst, you know, against, you know, humanity, um, trying to find that we're not alone in the universe. Seems like some people think it's a precarious, uh, thing to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, like personally, you know, like there are people on this, you know, I don't know if she's close with anyone on the ship. I'm probably closest to her. And sometimes I don't even feel like I know her. And then in a more broad sense, you know, there's people that just don't like what elevation stands for as a, as an entity, but, but then he's like specifically on the station, you know, we just all, you know, we just all try and stay out of each other's way for the most part. I, I go, it's been very productive. <laughs> I like <laughs> stare at the blank screens, no senses on them or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. And so Dr. Patel and Dr. Mac, uh, what are you up to? Dr. Mac left the room. Yeah. Uh, he's in full. He's very intrigued by the idea of the murder mystery. Like, mm-hmm. even though no one's dead yet, right? No one's dead. No one's <clears throat> dead. Technically. Yeah. Um, but now he's piecing it together or at least, um, not piecing it together, but is intrigued by it. So he's over by the, uh, by the crowbars. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Seeing that he's taken it, you know, sort of seriously. I I think that that, she just gets drawn into that. All right. And what, what do you guys, uh, Dr. Mac, what are you sort of puzzling out as you look at the crowbars? Oh, well, any sense of procedure, like he's picking up every single probar and then like he takes his index finger and runs it down like the the whole length of the crowbar display or the pry bar display and like picks it up and rubs dust that's not there against it. Hmm. What can can you make of this, Dr. Patel? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Does it look unusual? Well... I think we can determine that a pry bar is missing. But there's not anything. No other obvious clues. Hmm. Anything not, else? Like, I mean, not obviously, driver's, it's, not, it's just, not it's a just driver's me. license on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, that's very astute. That's the first thing I noticed. <laughs> I'm assuming there's nothing in the area. Like, it's just a display of pry bars, right? Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, but let me just see something really quickly. Um, is that still... Okay, so you notice sort of up here. I don't know if you can sort of see uh, around there. Uh-huh. You know, sort of somewhere in the hall, you see like there's like a spray of kind of white viscous liquid on the wall. Um, and, you know, so above the table, you know, one of the things, you know, when, you know, Dr. Algernon was hit in the back of the head, you know, when they sort of looked at the, the wound, they realized that the head didn't contain a brain because why would it? The brains in the monkey. It was a, a food storage area. Mm. So, yeah. So you sort of see like this sort of white sort of, like I said, viscous splatter over on the wall over here. I pick up one of like the pry bars and I, I scrape at it a little bit. Okay. And, um, you know, Dr. Patel, you sort of realize that actually could be like, uh, sort of like a, like a protein sludge that could have acted as a nutrient. Um, like something that, that the monkey ate. Yeah. Like something that might've been inside the monkey's skull that got smashed, like where it kept, since it kept food up there. Gotcha. So this is about the the area where it might have happened, right, right around here. You said, yeah, you're both sort of starting to get the idea that that could be the splatter from him getting hit in the back of the in the head. Okay, is there anything uh, else to sort of glean from it? Anything look odd or something? See odd? It's a, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, but and, no, sorry, any, go ahead. Well, now I'm, you know the boundaries like messing up or something for me all night um does it look like there's anything like a pattern of some sort or no just the splatter there and then maybe you see some more over by the airlock and i think the reason why it didn't jump out at anybody initially is your instinct would be probably to look for blood and you know the walls are sort of whitish the goop is sort of whitish and so now you're starting to realize there actually is a little bit of a in this sort of weird sense of blood trail, the splatter and then some over here. And then you sort of see that there's actually, there's a bit that's sort of pooled uh, in the floor on the floor of the airlock. Dr. Patel, I believe we have our murder scene. Yeah, I, I would, I think I would agree. I don't know if that tells us much. I think it tells us everything. He says with no confidence. <laughs> and, uh, and he'll walk, he'll walk back to the lab and he'll, uh, he'll approach Horace and Dr. Galdus and say, Dr. Galdus, Horace, my man, we need to see the cameras to that hallway. And they're like, yeah, of course, you know, the, and you know, Dr. Gal just, just taps a few buttons really fast and then nothing happens. So she sort of goes back to the beginning, taps the few buttons really, you know, sort of the, have you tried plugging and unplugging it sort of thing, but just on the panel, she's like, there's no feed. The cameras are all down. Just as I suspected. <laughs> nice. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, DMAC has just sort of made his way back into the area with, 
with Jake. Um, so as so, what happens next? I'm trying to like think if there's any sort of, for lack of a better word, database I would be aware of of people who would want to see Galadus dead. Ah, uh, so let's let's do, um, you know what? Let's look at your character and uh, give me. I, I feel like this is something you might have. There's a chance you might have access to information like this given your government position. I have a very large bureaucracy of politics stat, if that helps. Yeah, so give me... It's going to be... I don't know. Uh, it doesn't really matter either way, um, since they're the same. So give me one of them, and let me see if there's... A... There's not really like a knowledge of the underworld skill. So Okay, so yeah. Um, yeah, so you succeed. Um, you know that maybe not specific to Dr. Galdus, but you know that elevation itself has had run-ins with a number of religious groups. Um, there's a terrorist organization called, I think, uh, let me just quickly, it's called earth first. That's always sort of objected mm -hmm. to the idea that, um, elevation has spent all this money. Um, on on what seems like a wild goose chase when some of that money could be feeding the hungry, you know, solving issues. They're probably not thrilled about monkey lab stuff either. Right, right. And remember, like, yeah, nobody knows, nobody knows that. Um, <laughs> you know, like, Elevation itself is, even though it's sort of on the downslide, it is one of the bigger, bigger uh, corporations out there. And so they've had run-ins with, like, government specifically maybe the french government because you know they they're doing this research way out here but it's not like they're like inclusive they're not you know kumbaya as like a even though their mission is to like bring humanity right. together by this this goal they don't really do that they still sort of isolate themselves out here and do it on their own yeah i mean to be frank like right now this lab is basically like a little room from the reanimator kind <laughs> exactly yeah yeah <laughs> Um, so, I mean, that's sort of the things you're pulling, you know, from memory. Um, yeah, I just like, I feel like, I think what she, in her head, she's like, if it's something like earth first, they just would have like blown something up. It's too elegant for that. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually, yes. Even you probably don't know anything about the background of earth, but yes, that is a good general observation. Um, I'm kind of just like, shit. <laughs> Um, I just, I'll send like it through the little weird speaker I've got with DMAC. I'm just like, what's Jake doing? What's up? Uh, they're actually yeah. right there. Yeah, I'm, actually... I'm, I'm like, <laughs> hello, we're here. And I, like, he, I'm, I'm marching him in at the end of my rifle. I'm like, and I, I'll just get off the comms and say, Jake here, uh, you know, he's not admitting to anything, but he's acting a little too strangely for me. So, uh, let's, uh, you know, just, not saying we got any proof for anything. Uh, I don't, I, you know, I have my guesses about what Jake did, but uh, let's just, uh, let's just get Jakey uh, send some restraints. If someone wants to help me out, I'll look at uh, young he. Actually, Mr. McKenzie, I think you'll find we have all the proof we need. <laughs> I'm going to turn with in uh, surprise and like, Oh, you're awake. And then I look back at you and he like nod my head like, 
Didn't you give him enough? I'm like, I just shake my head. <laughs> it's like my math so, uh, so, Dr. Mac, uh, what, uh, what are you talking about there, buddy? Maybe while we're talking, before we start this conversation, uh, let's just let's just uh, let's just get let's just make Jake here comfortable and also unable to move. <laughs> yeah. So as you start to do that, Doctor Galdas and Horace go, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> uh, taking things into our own hands. I said, "Did Jake do something?" Jake, what'd he- you do? And Jake's like, "I didn't." I didn't do anything. I was just checking the station and the psychopath pulls a gun on me and then, you know, he sort of stammers. Yeah. And I'm still holding that gun. So let's stop having an argument. How about that? He's like, Oh, okay. 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 I have my, and I'll I'll wave it over at the other two. Yeah. No, I'll put, um, I'll put my gun, my hand on my gun, my hip. and like, look at the two. Hey, we're not going to hurt anybody. We just like, we came on this station and shit is going crazy. And uh, we're in real jeopardy as our long range sensors and comms are down. Uh, and frankly, I trust none of you. Yeah. I'm like, unfortunately, you have been terrible at making decisions as leaders of the space station. Yes. All right. And sorry, DMAC. Uh, sorry, uh, Dr. Mac, you're about to say, were, were you going with somewhere with the, we have all the information we need? <laughs> oh, he was going somewhere, but no one's going to like it. <laughs> and he, 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 uh, he goes into a long monologue that basically recaps and he starts with um, last night as I was incapacitated from something I may have digested on this space station, which I am beginning to suspect was intentional <laughs> to distract me from the real crime that was about to be committed. And then he, he relays all the evidence that we've accumulated so far, which actually isn't near enough to incriminate anyone <laughs> right and he wraps that up and so he turns to uh mac and says so mr mckenzie as you were gallivanting around you will find that we do have enough evidence i don't remember what you had said originally but whatever you said he retorts with <laughs> nice. i think you find i have tied quite a nice bow on this mystery and i'm just looking at him like what the hell? It's like on, uh, <laughs> on um, Bill, Billy Madison. <laughs> he, yeah. he sees Mrs. Lippy. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah. So with that, um, Horace goes, okay, I think we all need to take take a step back. And then he you know, goes over to the comms, punches a few buttons, and sort of activates like the general comms channel and uh he just says everyone i know it's been a busy night you're probably just trying to get back to sleep i need everybody to come back to dr galdis's lab and then sort of clicks off how many bodies are not here right now is it four four yeah yeah uh the two mit researchers and the two oqc uh so uh so not soldiers uh employees oh, yeah. I'm kind of like, I guess so, I look at Horace, I'm like, not happy that, well, actually, I'm like, who, how soon were these, I, how soon was Jake hired? Or yeah, actually, he, the way I'll say it, I was like, is it, was everyone started at the station at the same time? You know, the answer is, um, 
Jake's Jake is yeah, Jake, Dr. Galdis and Horace would be sort of like the old school people. Um, Jake knows this station like the back of his hand. Um, he's been the main engineer for quite a while. Uh, you know, I, I think in an early session I mentioned like the temporary airlocks were actually been up for like nine years or something. Uh, Jake was the one who installed those. He you know just never got the resources he needed to do a proper job of it. Uh, people that are newer OQC, you know, they rotate those guys out. Um, so that's not like they've been here forever. They, you know, do a stint and then they go back. Um, and then the researchers have been here for a few months from MIT having rented out the, uh, the lab for research. Mm -hmm. Great. Maybe we need to round everybody up. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's what, uh, you know, Horace just called everybody and, you know, the four missing people, they make their way to this area okay. here. All right. It's turning into a cozy. I think I said that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so sorry. Okay. So yeah. Uh, cameras are down. Long range sensors are down. Long range comms are down. Okay. Um, sorry about that. I'm just checking off the details I've relayed. Uh, okay. So yeah. So what happens, uh, what do you guys want to do when everyone becomes present? Yeah, that's, I mean, Dr. DMAC is not really a yeah, I'm... public speaker, and I don't think Young he either. So maybe we let Dr. Mac <laughs> Colombo well, it up. Well, he does He does do the speech about the evidence, so I okay. um, I mean, that, that really you happened. Heard... I was just speeding it because we just covered it all. What I okay. want to do before I start talking is, like, when they come in, I just want to see what they're acting like. Okay. Yeah. Uh, everybody give me... Yeah, give me insight rolls again with that macro modified by deceit. Can I give an oratory roll uh, about my portrayal of the evidence? Yeah. In an yeah, attempt to it. like enhance someone perceiving mm. like Jung Hee, if like my, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but if me listing off all the evidence is actually moving enough that Jung Hee, maybe it enhances Jung Hee or something like that. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So your oratory. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. What's your oratory skill? It's real good. I bet. Uh, 41. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, let's see. Youngie, have you rolled yet? You did. I did. It's terrible. I am. I think I'm just like not thrilled at the amount of eyeballs now. Okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, but Dr. Mac, give me a separate oratory role. Um, let's see if there's anything we can modify that with. Let's see, Dr. Mac Elbert, oratory. Oh, that's a pretty good role, so it's not going to matter. Assuming that was your oratory role. It was, it was okay. yeah. Cool. Uh, okay, so you, you realize... Um, you know, you're sort of laying out evidence and, you know, you've got Jake looking nervous. You've got, you know, you sort of got the two actually MIT researchers looking a little nervous and you got Greg. And that comes when he goes, and those two have been making out this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> and D-Mac, D-Mac nods at this. <laughs> yeah. Is, is, do you, do you drop that information? Oh yeah, totally. Like everything that's been portrayed over oh but he's only been awake for like what this is all taking place over 45 minutes maybe the last couple hours yeah 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 and so sure okay I'll drop it yeah so with that uh 
Dr. Tarver and Dr. Fettis go, Oh my God. Oh my God. And you know, you know, Dr. Fettis is like, you know, my, my wife can't find out, you know, I, you know, we, we, we're going to tell them when we get back, but they, you know, we, they can't find out over long range comms like this. They, you know, no, 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 no. And Dr. You know, Tarver's like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm, I can't believe I'm doing this with a married man. And so clearly they're having an affair and that's, you know, you sort of, chalk up their nervousness to that and you sort of like okay we got the explanation for them i just bust out laughing like <laughs> it's like the first time anyone's seen you and he smile this whole time authentically smile <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they start consoling each other but they're obviously in a panic and dr tarver is you know very upset um and so they sort of go off in their own corner uh to talk things over because they they realize oh what we're doing is catching up to us um okay so yeah and and you know gregor like i said gregor looks a little nervous jake looks a little nervous um but yeah so that's what you notice you know as you sort of give the speech and you know say what is known hmm uh and then we have the old I don't know who that. And the two, the cleanup crew is that what they are, right? The quarantine people. Yeah. OQC, OQC yeah, Orbital Quarantine OQC. Command. They're um, just weirded out. Is the main thing with them? Well, you know, it's it's hard to say. Like, um, Tannis just, you know, he's just sort of not. I don't want to say in a daze, and I don't want to say he's like you know like a pothead kind of thing, but he's just kind of staring. Like it's sort of bouncing off a little bit. Like maybe he's a touch dim and Gregor is looking pretty nervous. You know, as people are saying like no long range comms, no, commu uh, you know, sensors, but he's like getting, you know, he's also getting agitated and nervous about stuff like that. So the dim one, I just like pointed him and look at the glass. I was like, is that another monkey? Sorry, say that again. Is that another monkey? <laughs> and Gall just is like, him? No, no, not at all. And I just look at him. I'm just like, apologies. <laughs> and he's like, hey, man, I get it. <laughs> so these guys are just janitors, which I can't tell. They're just like, uh. Wait, but isn't Gregor sweating bolts too? Yeah, he's he's yeah, he's a little nervous. So maybe he's not as just a janitor. Yeah, maybe they're not as identical as they seem. Hmm. All right. So uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, go ahead. What were you about to say? Can we tie up not the dim one as well? You want to tie up uh, Gre uh yeah. Gregor? Yeah, we're like five minutes from a blood test is what's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> so gregor is just like and how do you convince him to be tied up oh i pulled the gun out and pointed at his head oh and he's like oh jesus jesus all right what do you want yeah. fine DMAC, just and dmac would tie him up well you know he yeah dmac right. is by the way you know like there could not be a worse person for a cozy dmac is like i'm just gonna shoot people until somebody starts <laughs> telling me what's going on well, that's the thing like the <laughs> Perot never took hostages. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, this is, but DMAC, I mean, and DMAC is not, not going to expound 
right? It's like somebody's going to fucking tell me what's going on or I'm going to start shooting. I'll start with legs uh, <laughs> and, you know, maybe arms, but it's not going to be pretty. I mean, this is a laser rifle. It's going to sting. Gentlemen, um, gentlemen, before we start shooting, this this reminds me of a time when I was communing with Xanadu. And it I have a hypothesis. Dr. Gaudis, can Dr. Algernon speak? Mm, that's actually not a bad idea, crazy fucker. <laughs> Thank you. And the short answer is uh, yes. You know, that's how, you know, and, and, you know, Matt above the table... Um, the one thing Dr. Algernon said before he slipped into like monkey unconsciousness was sensors. That's what sort of triggered the idea of looking at the sensors. Um, so the way it works is, you know, his sort of, he's got like a partially exposed skull that's attached to like a cap, uh, and it's got some cables and stuff running out of it. And Dr. Galdus has sort of jury rigged a device, you know, based on like a little portable computer that can interpret his signals to communicate directly. Um, yeah. Has everyone seen Rick and Morty? Like the dog episode? I, it sounds familiar. Yeah. So that's what I think of when I think of this monkey with like the brain cap. Like, mm -hmm. hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see what the monkey says, uh, Dr. Mac. Um, Dr. Gaudis, Dr. Gaudis, I would like to commune with your monkey. <laughs> Dr. Algernon. So sorry, <laughs> sir. Shut and the monkey. Not this again. I only got so many songs in the in the in the head there. <laughs> so yeah, with that, um he uh you know, she's like, Okay, yeah, I think you know, you've got people tied up. She's not saying this out loud, but she's looking around and seeing people tied up, guns pulled. She I feels mean, like and, yeah, I mean D Max like he's he's getting a little like, you know, you know, the you know you ever been in a bank route i mean there's a they get a little more and more frustrated and like he's close to breaking mm. uh i'll yeah. end this scenario one way or another <laughs> right so he um so she's like okay and she sort of like you know injects something into one of the picked lines and um it's like okay you know this hopefully will bring dr algernon out and out of just a minute he speak english and uh, Doctor Gal uh, Gal's is like, I can make it, make him speak whatever he wants. You know, she flips a button, and it goes okay. to Mandarin. <laughs> because you know, she... my my rhesus monkey is not up to date. <laughs> and no one <laughs> wanted to hear that. <laughs> oh man. Um, <clears throat> so yeah. So after a moment, uh, Doctor Algernon sort of like, you know, sort of comes to a little bit, and uh, poor little guy. Yeah. And so what is it you wanted to ask Dr. Algernon? Dr. Algernon, who did this? He, you know, sort of is slow to react, slow to respond. Um, but he, you know, he sort of gathers enough strength. He's trying to focus, you know, he's so foggy, uh, you know. I, and D-Max kind of watching all the other people in the room. Yeah. And you can tell, like... Jake is starting to look really nervous and eventually mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Algernon, the sort of filters through the computer Jake did. And um, with that, we're going to fade out since it's almost 11. I'm going to take off. Thanks, Art. 
yeah thank you enjoy have it. a good night man enjoy it everyone thanks yeah see you back later dude bye man all right so then yeah i guess why don't we i guess we'll call it there um yeah i i cut it a couple minutes early just because the next part could go long and i knew matt was going to jump off uh sure so i wanted to make sure uh, it makes sense yeah i know, yeah. I know he has that uh, 8, 8 p.m for me stop so that's yeah fine. yeah so we uh, and i do like well I, we didn't do too bad we started like 10 after or something i guess we got to be on the ball to start <laughs> yeah that's that's right. there's a lot, a lot of good garbage time at the beginning though so that's good sure, sure. Yeah, um, next time i'll probably just ping people and be like hey i'm on for garbage time at like 8 30 or something <laughs> <laughs> you're well, yeah, yeah actually yeah come in come in half an hour early yeah garbage it up well thanks a lot guys i really appreciate it all right oh, dude. good yeah. job yeah, well, thank you. yeah talk yeah. to you guys soon yep thank you guys Bye. Good night. Time agent. Uh, this will be a great. I'm hoping Art doesn't cut this at all, and that this is the <laughs> beginning of the recording. Um, time agent is a is a is a great game. Surprisingly, although the thing that attracted to me to it me to it at first was its uh, winning condition, uh, which is um, and just the crazy, just the sheer gonzoness of it. But it's actually not a bad game. Um, there's a little, it's a little bit, I mean, it's definitely a 90, 80s, 90s style game where, you know, it can go on forever. There's no, the end condition is you have to uninvent time travel. Hmm. Um, there are parts of it that are super fiddly, but, um, there's a route building aspect of it. So the map has like, uh, where the, the Y axis of this map is, um, time. So you start at the present, you go further back in time. And then there's uh, the the x-axis is not is like thought space, and so you have these seven inventions that start off as bulbs, and they're all different colors, and and then there's all these hexes that you flip over that have like paths of all these different colors, and when a hex is on its uh, unflipped side, it's it, everything passes through. So you send you buy time machines, which are expensive, and you send squads and agents back in time, and then they can flip over these hexes, and you can start to see, and then. Also, at each of the there's uh, about twenty or so different events, and you can have the squads or agents uh, reverse the event. And when you reverse, and there's six asymmetric player factions, and every event will probably benefit some and hurt others. So, and then, but you can only flip the event or rotate the hex thing to try and you know like break an invention if um, you're the only one in the hex. And so, if you're you may have to fight somebody in that hex to get them out of there, so you can do what you want to do. So it's like a war game with route building and time travel. So, I mean, if, if you're interested in that, you should get one of those fucking copies. Will you ever, I mean, I, I don't know that there's re like, I mean, 
You need to find people willing to play it with you. And I'm luckily, luckily people at the con will play it and I have a copy. <laughs> um, will you ever play it at home? Will, is it soloable? I don't know. I don't know of a good way to play it online. No one's ever made a Vassal module. And well, I don't well, feel like scanning my copy. That's what I was just going to ask. Is it something? And I have the rules and stuff. Online. The rules are only four pages long. So. Oh, that's um, crazy. Yeah. If you think that there may be like, if you can find crazy people... I mean, the only people that are probably going to play it with you are us. So do you need a well, copy? No. No, no, but that's my whole point is that somebody is, you know, do you foresee anybody in the guild starting a game, on, you know, random Friday or Saturday? Well, we need to have some sort of platform in order to play it online. And I'm at this point a little too lazy to make it happen. All right, so there is not one in our, that's, that's no. part. So then I, then I can steer clear of it. You can yeah. steer clear. There's a fantasy ground module, I think. <laughs> oh my god well, no, i thought it was uh, astral vt yeah oh, it was man. federal pound me in the ass vtt <laughs> all right um yeah i mean so just really quickly not to again interrupt was everybody able to log in yeah i'm chilling okay See. Makes me debate if I need to buy a license for this thing. For Foundry? Yeah, it's like I got some other GM stuff I do, and I was like, I still use Roll20 because I hate myself. <laughs> that and the fact that Foundry does not have a Pendragon module. Ah, uh, okay. Mm -hmm. And that's work. Right. Well, I mean, all you got to do is get art interested in it. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> art, do all that stuff. Yeah, touche. Yeah, um, but I don't think I don't think he can transfer his license. That's the thing. No, nah, yeah. I mean, it's not expensive license. I might wait till I'm sure it'll be a Black Friday sale for this thing. And oh yeah, yeah, for Foundry. Yeah, yeah they have so. sales. They, yeah. Yeah, that's how I got it. it was yeah, ten dollars off or something. Yeah, I think there was some Patreon thing. Every when we first all started buying it, we all got five dollars off. That I found. Right. Made a. So what that happens when you give discounts by uh, <laughs> <laughs> tokens people can steal? Yeah. I mean, uh, borrow temporarily. I gave it right back. Oh, man. Uh, Matt, are you here still? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Were you able to log in? Yeah, I'm in. Okay, cool. All right. Just want to make sure you're able to get the password straight. Um, all right. Well, I guess, yeah, I, I'm guessing, like we were saying, I don't know if Jesse's going to make it. Uh, I haven't heard from him, so. Um, I, let's see, Caleb, Doug, Matt, Peak. Okay, yeah, it looks like everybody's in. All right. Yeah, did you guys want to garbage time some more? Do you want to get started? Do you want to, what would you like oh. to do? Let's go. All right. Yeah, we just start I, feel, I feel vented, uh, to put it in some major <laughs> terms. Um, cool. But, yeah, so I wanted to... Uh, I didn't know people have like experience points. I didn't know if they wanted to. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I keep, keep forgetting this. Um, so if you go to your character sheet, uh, with your experience roles, let's see who's got a high charisma. Um, Ooh, Dr. Max with a five. All right. So what's your experience point? Okay. So everybody give yourself three experience roles, except for Dr. Mac, give yourself two, three more than we have. Correct. Okay. And Doctor uh Doctor uh and Young He give yourself four. Good grief. 
what are, what is this? Where's that? So it's on your character sheet in the upper right on the character tab. Um, oh, there should be experience yeah. rolls, a big circle with a plus and minus. So now the way experience, if you wanted to do experience, what you do is there's no clean way to do this, but you pick a skill that you want to improve. You could write a macro. I can't because I don't know how to reference. Oh, okay. You got those macros from someone else. All right. Yeah, somebody else made them. And there is, oh no, there isn't one for um, raising okay. skills. Never mind. I, I distracted you. I'm sorry. Yeah. So what you do is if you, there's a skill you want to improve, you click on the word and it'll bring up, you know, the skill sheet itself. And in the miscellaneous, boating. I'm going for boating. Nice. <laughs> and then in the miscellaneous, put negative whatever your intelligence score is, and roll. And you want to fail the roll at the standard level. Yes, this is. All right. So, so we would click on. Let's say I want to do insight. Insight. Okay. Yeah. So click on and the word then... insight. And then, and then, where do you do the minus? You put the minus in the miscellaneous. Put negative whatever your intelligence is. And if you pass, you get one. If you fail, you get one d four plus, plus one. one. Correct. Yeah. So, if you pass the roll, like Doctor said, you get one. You add one to the training number. All right. So um, my intelligence is fourteen. So it's minus fourteen. And then where do you? Where's the? Uh, then you just roll. Yep. Then you just roll. You click the percentage back on the character sheet. And you want to you fail. Close that and then... Yeah, so it's easier to improve skills you're bad at. Right. So, and if you fail, like Jung He just did, roll 1d4 plus 1 and add that to the training number on that skill. And then once that's done, subtract 1 from your experience <gasps> rolls. Shit. Oh, I know no, that's, that's good, good. Right? You Yeah, you failed. You yeah, want to fail. Right. So Caleb just added... Five perception, perception, I guess. Yeah. Training. We go to. All right. So if I failed, so then I'm sorry. And then so I failed. So then what do I do? Roll one d four plus one. And add that to the training number in whatever skill it is you're going for insight. And I get to do this as many times as I have rolls. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Every time you should decrement your uh, experience rolls counter. Right. Five. That's All that's right. why. And then I we think go back we had... and we add it. Correct to the training, and then, and you can to only training. do a skill once. Yeah, don't add it to the miscellaneous. Miscellaneous is always where modifiers go. Um, so I add my five. All right, and then do we, we make miscellaneous zero again? Then zero miscellaneous, right. And you can only level up a skill once each time. In oh, Like for good or like per session or? Uh, per session. So with these batches of rolls, uh, you know, it's not like you can do guns seven times. You'd have to do guns right. once. And then, All right, so and then once we do one, we subtract that from our experience rolls number. Correct. And then just okay. continue until you get to zero. We cannot use this to add new skills, right? Uh, sorry, what was that? To add new skills. Um, add new skills. You actually ca uh, you can between adventures. Uh, well, it depends on what the skill is you want to add. Um, I have a very meta way of explaining it, but like, I don't have any gun skills, but I was going to give myself a gun skill on the fact that I used to be a guerrilla fighter. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, let me see. What's your, let's see, Jung-Hee combat style. Oh, you don't have any combat styles. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's say you've, uh, let me double check um, really quickly. They have a ballroom on the space station? 
<laughs> they do not. Yeah, this, this, the dance skill. Yes. Yeah. Let me just quickly. Uh, oh, that'd be incredible though, like to do like a super diplomatic royal space game. <laughs> Pride and Prejudice in space. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we're gonna go from a golden age locked room murder mystery to yeah, Jane Austen. Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm just looking up. There is a way to add skills, and I just got to figure out how many experience points it takes because this is not Dave's fault. Um, group roles. So let's just assume. Like my guess is you auto failing it to add a D4 to it, but that's my guess. Okay, do I have an experience on here? Learning new skills. Here we go. Um, uh, it costs three experience rolls to learn a new skill. So we'll say, um, do it. yeah, we'll give you. Let's come up with a name for your uh, combat style based on what. I guess what kind of weapons do you think it would involve? given your background like whatever would be partisan for the timeline okay so it's probably it's not fancy it's it's like the ak-47 yeah gun. just like that's um, like the gun i have on me is just like a pistol okay uh so let's say um so like an underworld combat style you could call it underworld you could call it, uh, was it a guerrilla warfare kind of combat style what what kind of what kind of sort of training not specifically to the weapons but how did you sort of picture it like what was your role oh like just like um gorilla like urban gorilla fighter okay so yeah call it a uh, urban gorilla um and then let's figure out what kind of weapon it probably involve it might involve pistol it might involve oh actually oh, i got a really dark one but it's correct Combat style is child soldier. There you go. Call it that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it would involve probably, let me just pull up the weapons. No M space equipment. Yeah. It would definitely involve, um, because I think under the weapons, uh, box in the skill, let's put, uh, let me just find weapons really quick. Melee weapons. Let's definitely include daggers. Done. Um, and then for ranged weapons, it's not a gas laser. No, it would be like, I guess it'd be like a blaster. Let's call it a, a blaster pistol, blaster. What do you think, carbine, carbine, or a, a actual rifle would be more? It's it's like in space military terms like which one would be more able to get your hands on probably a carbine than a rifle right yeah, yeah it's a light, the carbines are like lighter rifles more yeah, like yeah. yeah there you go that's perfect and then I mean, AK, under... AK wouldn't be in a carbine but I don't know. right and if then, you're if you're a child soldier you probably have a car rather than a full rifle that right that tracks okay and so then the other thing i'm going to do is i'm going to copy let's see if i can copy and paste so i just copied and paste did some traits uh 
These are for, let me see if that's for the pistol as well. Um, carbine, uh, cauterize, cauterizing, uh, it's for the pistol. And then let's see what's, so these are weapons traits that, um, if you get into combat, like you can do these kinds of gotcha. special effects and stuff like that. Um, let's see what's for knife. I think that might just be bleed, but let me double check. Oh, bleed, impale, and uh, why is it? Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. This is stupid. Uh, I don't think this goes here. This just goes on the weapons. Traits, let me see what's on other people's sheets. Uh, Dr. D-Mac. These um, I just failed every roll. Oh, that's great. Is, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's that's good. what you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but it's just weird, you know? Like, okay, we don't need the traits. Good thing we, we didn't have to roll too much tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got them all out when it counted. Okay, cool. So you're you should now have a combat style child soldier. It's pretty low, but you can't improve it anymore this session. That's fine. Uh, which two stats should it be? Strength and dex. Um. Yep. Strength and basic characters are strength yeah. and dex. Yeah. Eighteen percent, baby. All right. Yeah. Let's. So that kills three. And then let's do. I bumped up brown. I'll take these. Let's do conceal once. And we're looking to fail standards, right? Correct. You want to fail at the standard level. Uh, again, if you... You can you can subtract your intelligence from the yeah. skill check. Too. Yeah, you subtract uh, your gotcha. intelligence. So... I'll give us three there. Yeah. It's like I, I'm so impulsive to hit the percentage immediately. So right when you want to yeah click the word so now i i wish somebody would did you add your intelligence to you want to subtract it subtract from your stat it should have gone from 67 to 54 let's see how do i because i click oh, to see 53 so you click oh, to no. see minus a negative whatever in miscellaneous for you 16 minus 16 yeah okay so that puts it to 46 and then yeah you roll that dude Nice. And then you there zero you out the miscellaneous just to make sure. Sweet. Yes. So, yeah, I've been doing a lot of prep work in, in Harn. And for some reason, even I don't, I don't think Harn's the most popular system in the world, but the foundry <laughs> module for it. You don't think? Yeah. The foundry <laughs> module for it is nuts. And, you know, it, it's a D100 system, so there's a lot of parallels here, you know. And, you know, you know, so like you can have skills where like Jung, he has knowledge parentheses history. So like you have specializations and in Harn, they have it set up where if you just have like a regular skill and you click this little icon next to it, it'll automatically do the skill roll for you. But if you have parentheses in the name of the skill, it knows that it's a specialization and then it changes. Um, it's anyway. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Um, like how oh fumble's good it's nuts how um how deep they do all the the uh automation like I, I think harn would be a giant pain in the ass to run if you were trying to run it at a table with paper and pencil but the joke i've heard about harn is like it's one of those um like the people that love it 
S tier. Love it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the thing I always hear about that game where it's like, you're all yeah. in, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be curious, like, if, if I ever get it to come up and if people wanted to try, like, I'll be curious how it goes. Like, there's a lot of things that are somewhat similar to this, and I really like this. Um, I just get tired of this module because, like, the development is semi-stalled. The guy who's doing it, you know, sort of, you know, does a little bit here and there, and it doesn't really get anywhere. You know, you can't even, like, can't add modifiers to a role. Like, it's just, like, there's basic shit that, like, they just don't do. Um, and they're just not making much progress. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. It's a, that's, like, the same main reason i currently like have stayed with world 20s because any of the games i want it's like oh you'd have to do it yourself can't do that right right right. (laughs) yeah so like yeah i this is the system i at the moment currently like the most but i the the module support for it is sort of lacking it's functional and that's as far as it seems to be getting at the moment so anyway did everybody roll all their stuff. I'm good to go.